Hello and welcome to episode 175 of the Tech Reformation, where the world of technology meets the worldview of Christianity. This week, it's just Tank and myself, David. Let's get started. All right, so um, I have some follow-up. Okay. You weren't here the last episode, so this is just going to be me like talking to a wall. Yes. Uh, but last week, I mentioned that uh, a bunch of rendering engines were coming to mac and i said that octane no i said that redshift was coming to ipad uh it's a gpu based rendering engine but i was wrong it's not redshift it is octane and it'll actually work as a render node uh so you'll be able to use it to boost performance while rendering things from like your main computer so you get your scene all set up on your main computer and then you boot your ipad you launch the app and it'll work as a like network rendering node uh, if you're rendering on, say, like an NVIDIA GTX 1080, this will give you like a 15% performance boost for your render, which doesn't sound like much. But if you're doing animations, 15% is uh, kind of a big deal. I mean, it's not a huge mm-hmm. deal, but it's a it's a deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I did install the beta of iOS 13 on my <laughs> iPad. That was a bad idea. It's very buggy. <laughs> it crashes three times a day. But Face ID being 30% faster is so noticeable. <laughs> uh, Do you feel like you've saved the amount of time you've lost from the crashes? Well, I, I haven't the last... Like, I did it because I knew I wouldn't need my iPad for work very much or you know any, mm. any kind of productivity stuff like over the next week. And we should see a new beta mm-hmm. on Tuesday. So I haven't really lost any time. And it, it actually mostly crashes when I'm not using it. Like I'll just, hmm. I'll, it'll just be sitting on my desk and I'll look down and be like, well, look, an Apple logo. <laughs> <laughs> but still, it's not, it's not a good idea to install it right now. Uh, lots of hmm. little icons and things are, uh, <clears throat> are showing as uh, like squashed for no reason. Just little things like that. Uh, but if you are afraid to install any of the betas, we talked about dictation last week too. Um, and I've discovered the, uh, well, b- basically somebody mentioned wanting voice memos on their Apple watch. Uh, hmm. I think Derek and Craig both thought that was a good idea. Um, and I just want to suggest the app drafts for Apple watch. Uh, if I tap on, I, I made it a complication on my watch's like main face. And if I tap on it, I've got it set up to just immediately start into not recording mode, but dictation mode. Uh, and then it just saves it. And it's actually really good at, at uh, dictation. And you can say things like new paragraph. Um, it's, a, it's a handy little app. Highly recommend giving it a mm-hmm. shot. It's actually a very, on iPhone and on Mac, it's a very powerful app. I've started using it for a lot of little text things. Hmm. Is that the difference between... Um between recording and dictation mode dictation mode allows you to say like new paragraph without Um, just recording that text recording is just like audio so you can play it back later and then dictation Mm -hmm. is where it it actually you know okay then turns it into text transposing nice yeah yeah i was reading um this was a while ago but i learned that um thomas aquinas thomas aquinas is it aquinas aquinas that one famous medieval Dude, okay, cool. I learned that this is a side note, a tangent. I learned that Augustine, everyone actually calls him Augustine, apparently. So I'd been calling him by the wrong name for a really long time. <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't mind. I'm actually not sure which it is. I've had like professors on both sides of this battle. Hmm. I didn't know there was a war raging. Well, I've officially become Team Augustine. 
because I thought that was the correct team. <laughs> so I'm sticking with my guns now. <laughs> but anyway, I heard that I, in my church history class I was reading, he like would be writing two or three books at a time through through different scribes. He'd just be talking, he would be doing dictation to one guy and then he'd turn around and do dictation to another guy and turn around and do dictation to another guy, yep. which is crazy. <laughs> but I don't think I could do dictation to my watch. Like, if I've... <laughs> I get I get self conscious anytime I try to do that voice to speech thing, and I'm like, uh, I forgot what I was gonna say. Like that three year old that raises their hand and the teacher calls them. I forgot. <laughs> That's me. Every so you're self conscious <laughs> that your that your device is going to think weirdly about you, or is it only in front of yeah. like people? I think it's even in front of <laughs> by myself. Yeah, <laughs> I hit the button and then I'm like, I forgot what I was gonna say. So. Yeah, uh, Jim on uh, my co-host on the latest form of flogging is the same way. Mm. As soon as he starts talking to Siri, he just falls apart. <laughs> yeah, is that because it's hard to talk to women for him? <laughs> I don't know. I'll ask him. <laughs> Could be a different issue. <laughs> I mean, does Siri have so different personalities not... or voice voices? Yeah, yeah. Or is uh, it just... Well, it's always Siri, but you can you can change it to male. Uh, mm. so male, female, and then there's British, uh, Australian, and they're adding in iOS 13, like, a an Indian as in India, uh, mm. British accent. Like you probably know the voice from that description, mm. but, mm-hmm. uh, I think that's all that they have. I'm not sure. Nice. My, when my face is occluded by the mic, you can't, uh, it can't see me to unlock. Oh yeah. I know this is clearly an imposter. David doesn't have big metal objects sticking out of his nose. (laughs) Not usually American, Australian, (laughs) British, Irish, and South African. And it can also be, uh, in iOS 13, the Indian one that I mentioned. Really nice. curious. Oh no! Don't download. Don't download. I don't want you to do that. Okay. We should. Uh, I heard uh, through the grapevine that we have a main topic. We do. Yep. And I have to say it, which means you know I need ten seconds of silence before we go. Okay. Is it okay <laughs> if I put in crickets? <laughs> <laughs> could be entertaining. Could be a. Could be a. Um, recurring thing since i do do it every single time but (laughs) um but yeah so while everybody was excited about wwdc uh the previous week um i was excited about my favorite conference conference convention um which was e3 Uh, so didn't that die for a while and then come back I don't. Th- it's been around for twenty five or so years. I don't think it's ever stopped. Yeah, I think maybe it, maybe it never skipped a year, but I thought it was like shut down, and then maybe somebody else revived it before it had a chance to. I remember reading something about that. Interesting. I don't know. There was a period. I mean, one there was a period of my life where I didn't know it existed, and then there was a period of my life where I kind of stopped paying attention to it for a little while. But I never heard about that, so it's possible. Yeah, I could but be. Yeah, it used stuff to be. Up. It used to be like my favorite part of summer. I would uh, back when Attack of the Show was a thing. 
I would watch it. Um, and then attack of the show, this attack of the show cast would do the commentary over the whole E3. And I just, that whole week I would just be in front of the TV, usually, usually playing a game boy and, uh, watching it. Um, but yeah, I'm not <laughs> quite as obsessed with video games anymore. Um, not quite also. Yeah. Also, um, I'm about as interested as, as the, the final quality of attack of the show had. My interest level is the same as the quality level. <laughs> they all the all the. Did you ever watch Attack of the Show? Uh, I think I might have seen like half an episode. That was on that uh, weird mm, TV network that was like devoted to like video games and tech stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can't even remember which one it was. Now that was the only show I ever watched, but I really enjoyed it. Um, it's a good name. Hmm. attack mm-hmm. of the show i want to name a podcast attack of the show all right nice. we can't but <laughs> seems like a good name i don't know is there like an eventuality where the the allowance of name runs out yeah i'd say 50 years from now it's fine or 50 years from when it okay. when it dies nice well you have something to look forward to yeah yeah <laughs> when i'm 80 <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, um, yeah, so I, even though I don't pay as much attention to E3 as I used to, I still try to catch the big, like the big, I used to watch like just anything and all the interviews. Um, now I watch the big conferences as I can. And so I watched Xbox, uh, Square Enix, Nintendo Direct. Yeah, just those three, which there's quite a few more. Although Sony didn't have one for the first time in, I think, the whole of E3. Huh. Sony didn't do a conference. Um, so not really sure why. Like I imagine they'll be back next year, but I guess they just didn't have anything to show and thought it'd be better than getting made fun of, like what usually happens to the to at <laughs> least one of the three. Um so but yeah, the the biggest news this year um was not as much the video games, I think, although there were some good ones named. Um, but it was really it, um it was really the kind of the talk about google stadia um and it's streaming um the the idea of streaming video games um as well as microsoft announced one called project xcloud uh and then i think there's a lot of talk about video games as a service um so while not quite streaming it directly to your device um being able to download video games uh that you don't really own but kind of like well, Netflix, I guess, streams to your device. Um, <laughs> but kind of like Netflix, if you had to download the TV show first and then watch it. You can do that. Delete your download. Mm-hmm. We don't have to. I think with, with, most of, right. with most of the video games as a service right now, like uh, Xbox Game Pass and Ubisoft announced one and a lot of other ones, yeah, they're going to be... Um, you have to download the game to play them. So when you say streaming, you mean like this, it's not like you're just downloading the files that you need as you need them. Cause in that sense, a lot of iOS games kind of stream because like, if you haven't hit level three yet, it may not have downloaded level three. Uh, but you're Mm -hmm. talking about Mm -hmm. there's a computer in the cloud. Uh, Mm -hmm. and by cloud, I mean, you know, Toronto and it's playing the game on its hardware. You know, it lives out there with like a core I seven and a GTX 2080 and you're connecting to it and it's streaming video to your device and you're hitting keys on your keyboard and it's sending those up. And, uh, so you're, you're, you're 
computer in that sense or whatever it is you're streaming on is just a dumb terminal, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was some of the, the demos like Microsoft showed. They announced a new Halo game and something else. It's about but time. There was a, <laughs> it's been a while. Um, but I don't really care about Halo, so I have no idea what's going on in this story. <laughs> I guess from the trailer, the captain is was floating out in space. But I No idea what you're talking about. I only ever played the... Uh, the multiplayer games the only story i'm aware of is red mm-hmm. versus blue oh yeah <laughs> that was great i wonder what's going on with I those got, guys <laughs> yeah um i guess uh, this is a complete tangent but i guess rooster teeth uh the creator got rich off of bitcoin did you hear that I so rooster teeth created that. red versus blue yeah. yeah and so i heard that they got rich off of bitcoin and so then they started making more stuff hmm. but, um so they made RWBY, like an anime that got really popular. Um, but uh, yeah, so anyway, Halo 5. Microsoft <laughs> played Halo 5 from an Android device. They hooked up their oh. uh, the Xbox controller to, to an Android device, and then it could play you know, that high on perfect specs, uh, perfect uh, the highest graphics levels, whatever. Um, on halo 5 because the android itself wasn't doing the one running it it was just like a monitor that's connected to the internet and and receiving the input and sending it back right to toronto yeah i saw i saw an announcement maybe a few months ago or maybe it wasn't even an announcement maybe it was a leak i'm not sure but this was before mm-hmm. before e3 uh where it, where they were saying xbox is going to be on all devices and then this mm-hmm. this recent announcement uh, that correlates to this is the Apple iOS and uh, tvOS ecosystems have gotten support for Xbox and PlayStation controllers. Uh, mm-hmm. So in theory, you know, you could just like grab your iPad uh, and your controller and hop on a train as long as you have good internet and mm-hmm. you know sit there, you know, prop your prop your iPad up and sit there with your controller playing Xbox. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that I don't know what they'll what the buy-in will be for everything. Um like I guess you're you're probably going to have to they're pro- going to have to make some money to be willing to play your games for you somewhere else right. and pay for all the upkeep of all that. Um so that'll probably be one of the hurdles and then the other biggest hurdle will be that internet factor that if you still have to be home connected to high speed internet um even maybe plugged into uh, uh plugged in directly if your wi-fi is not very good um but then um uh, that would be a big hurdle people would just be like well why don't i just have the game why am i streaming it when i'm doing everything i need to do anyway to to be able to play this game yeah um so if you're shooting on oh uh, wait divided by eight oops that's divided by nine that's not helpful so if you're shooting a uh, video on a like a digital SLR or a mirrorless camera, like trying to get like nice high quality video, not necessarily cinema quality, uh, but you're shooting on on some sort of nice camera, on average you're going to be talking about a bit rate of 100 to 150 megabits per second, and that's H.264 encoding. When I look at that, I'd say if my video game looked like that in terms of all the artifacts and everything, I think that would look good enough. You might even be able to bring it down to 80. 
Um, and 100 megabits per second, that's about 12.5 megabytes per second. That's that's pretty intense, but I do suspect that they're they're able to do clever things that maybe video cameras aren't able to do. Like if they, hmm. if I mean, I'm just making stuff up here, but if they were to embed the textures on the device uh, hmm. and have a way where some of the textures are being displayed by the device, um, I don't know. I'm mostly just making stuff up, but even just switching to like H.265 instead of H.264 could probably go a long way there. Um, yeah, it seems like it should be no big deal if you have like a cable internet connection at home and a half decent Wi-Fi connection, but Mm -hmm. you know, trying to do it on the go, that's where we're probably going to need to wait for like 5g or something. Mm -hmm. Is there any sign of that coming out? You heard when there's a lot of companies right now. Well, Sprint already has 5g. (laughs) Is it Sprint? (laughs) No, it's AT&T. Sorry. Sorry, Sprint. Uh, I'm not sorry, Sprint. You you guys are terrible. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, real 5G is coming to major cities right now. People are saying that there's it's going to roll out faster than 4G LTE did. They're thinking, uh, at least some people are thinking, by the end of 2021. But the the catch with that is that the range on 5G is significantly lower than 4G LTE. Uh, so you need like. I think I heard it was somewhere in the neighborhood of like three to four city blocks. Every every three to four city blocks, you need a tower. Uh, with my data plan, it's pay as you use, and we use about a gig and a half. Um, so that would destroy my bill. <laughs> <laughs> yes. In in sixteen in fifteen minutes, we'd use about how much we use uh, in a month. I mean, I'm sure it could. I'm sure that it could down downgrade the quality if you're on Mm. uh something like that it's such an interesting thing because the way that lag works i mean when you think about this like your server that's you know your your little cloud that's running your game could be sitting right next to the person that you're playing with you know let's say you're playing a first person shooter um Mm. so the latency between the two boxes is you know under five milliseconds but the latency between mm. you and the screen, maybe that's 120 milliseconds. But then there's like a hiccup in the connection. And so the, the, the quote unquote lag that you experience, instead of being like you walking into a wall for three minutes, because <laughs> like that, I mean, you, you, if you get latency in games, what, what ends up happening is where the server thinks your character is and where your computer thinks your character is are not at all the same. And you run mm. around the map thinking that you're in various places doing various things. And the server is taking all the input that you're sending to it saying, oh, look, I'm moving forward and now I'm firing my gun and, you know, all of that <laughs> and applying it to a character who started at a different place. Um, mm. And so, you know, that's why you see people walking into walls. But when you do it with the video streaming, essentially you shouldn't get that. What you should get is just no signal. Mm. Um, or you should just have a general feeling that everything <clears throat> you see your character do is delayed by however many milliseconds your, your ping is. Uh, mm. Or I guess half of however many milliseconds your ping is. Um, because it's just streaming video and receiving your input, but... Is that what you're oh, saying? I, yeah. Like on the box, you're running, you're running the game, a lot of the game, 
Yeah, and you're just sending what you're doing yes. to the to this cloud. Whereas in this case, everything's running on that box except for your input, which is getting sent, and then you're receiving video. Yeah, right. that makes sense. Yeah, and what's good? What's good about this is, I mean, if you've ever checked your internet speed on like speedtest.net or whatever, you've probably noticed that, like, oh look, I have 120 megabits per second down and seven up, like. <laughs> Upload speeds, especially for residential co- co- connections, are typically pretty terrible. Um, but anyway, so like the the things that you'll get instead of that kind of lag, where you're like find out that you spent the last two minutes walking to a walking into a wall <laughs> and you've team killed three times. Uh, <laughs> instead of that, what'll happen is like you'll get the weird like it'll skip a keyframe. I don't know if you've ever seen mm. this happen where you're you're streaming video. And it drops a keyframe instead of just uh, uh, the data about the the transformation between keys. And since it drops mm. the keyframe, your your character will like look left, and it will apply the transformation data to the wrong frame. So you'll see like the texture of the wall that you were looking at uh, be stretched out like the sky like the sky texture. It's a really mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm concept to to explain but it it would be so weird to play games and have that kind of lag that kind of uh those kinds of issues with with your connection where it's it's actually just the video that's that's uh messed up Hmm. Mm -hmm. interesting it'd be interesting to make a game you could see it being an indie game where it's like it's a streaming only game you can only play it by streaming and it's the question is, is it lag or is it not? Uh, and it just kind of tries to mess with, with that feature. <laughs> and sometimes throttles just to create problems. And sometimes <laughs> sometimes just mimics it. But no, that, that wall going across the sky was actually a wall in this case. You can't shoot through it. <laughs> yeah, I wonder, I wonder if there are things you could do for the graphics of your game to optimize it for streaming. Hmm. Anyway. I'm sure they'll figure it out. Yeah. I wonder, I feel like it's a good, in my opinion, it's a good way to go. Like, I don't know if it's quite ready for it yet. And I feel like I was, I was thinking about it, that there, there's going to be different hurdles than like Netflix kind of taking over the TV world. Hmm. Um, just because I don't know how true this is, but I feel like, um, TV was almost Netflix already because you're paying people a certain amount of month and then you're turning on a screen and they're streaming TV shows to you. And so you're almost doing the same thing on Netflix. Right. They just do it better, it feels like. Yeah, you're paying less uh, and you get to choose when to watch things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but in this case, uh, people don't use video games like that. You know, they downloaded the games. And so. Right now, there's a ton of, they listed out, I, I saw a website somewhere that listed out like six different video games as a service that were the style where you pay so much a month and you get so many free games or you get so many games that you can access and you can download them and play them. And eventually they'll switch games, uh, they'll cycle through games. Um, but if you wanted all the services to play all the variety of games, you'd be looking at like a lot of money a month $80 or so a month which one could argue a new video game is 60 or so right now right so maybe 
buying a new video game a month if you're the kind of person that does that versus paying $80 in subscription to access all the games every month. Um, seems reasonable, but... Um, well, and you can potentially maybe, do the thing where like people do with Netflix and Amazon. Like in theory, you could spend maybe not 80 but like 60 bucks a month between Hulu, Amazon Prime, Netflix, and well, whenever the Apple TV thing comes out. But you don't have to mm-hmm. have all of those all the time. Like we just turned mm-hmm. off, uh, we turned off Hulu recently, and I actually we watched like half of Star Trek Discovery in a fourteen day free trial. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and then we watched the other half uh, over the course of like one month because the rest of it came out and there was no trial. And we're like, well, it's probably worth the ten dollars <laughs> to watch the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Like. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so you don't have to have all the games all the time. Uh, just the mm, ones that makes you happen to be playing right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's a good point. And so that might help that. Um, I I just wonder if they'll try to mix in, like you got to pay a streaming fee to Microsoft or Google, whoever is doing the streaming service. And then from there, you're going to have to pay the 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 game fee from company one, company two, company three, (laughs) and it could build up. But gaming has always been a fairly expensive. Well, I mean, I've always seen gaming that it's big cost when you buy a game or when you buy a console, but usually the games that people play, if they're more like shooter oriented, they'll get, well, if they don't play online, I never play much online, but people who play online games, you know, that, uh, play their game online competitively they can get 100 hours of entertainment out of oh, yeah. a single purchase yeah. of a game and the games i played like final fantasy type games rpg games those are usually 30 hour long stories mm-hmm. and so i just compare that to the price of a movie going out to see a movie uh 15 times <laughs> it, i feel like it, it it's the better deal <laughs> and especially buying games on steam on sale i'd always michelle would be like you're buying another game my wife michelle you're buying another game say it's the cost of a sandwich i'll get much more entertainment out of this than the, a sandwich going somewhere else <laughs> that was always my logic to her. i've never found sandwiches and then that she said <laughs> she would always say well at least you'd eat the sandwich you'll never play that game but <laughs> she's often right <laughs> yeah that is I've I've never really done a deep dive on like those Steam sales where what what is their the thing they're famous for? It's like the something box, the humble bundle. Is that what it is? Oh, humble bundle. You get like, uh, Steam is not humble bundle. Oh, okay. But yes, humble bundle. You get you pay like one dollar, get ten games. Yeah, yeah. I've just never done that because like I know I probably won't even pay one of the games in the <laughs> in the ten game set. Yeah. Yeah. I did recently get one of the Batman Arkham games for like $8 and I actually did play that some. It's actually surprisingly nice. good. I've always heard they're amazing. I've never played any of them. I, but. I used to really love the... Uh, what kind of games did you play? Actually, let me ask you. I pretty much only play uh, and played RPGs. Okay. So anything made in Japan. So like, are you uh, a Zelda guy? Uh, that, that's that's tech- controversial. <laughs> <laughs> Not, not whether or not I'm a Zelda fan. Uh, Zelda fan, I like uh, top-down Zeldas, not 3D Zeldas. Like uh, the one for NES? Maybe that one's more side-scroll Zelda, which <laughs> I just didn't like at all. But more the Game Boy Zeldas I really oh, okay. enjoyed. Yeah. All right. 
and then Ocarina of Time and that stuff I didn't play. I used to, and then I play a few shooters and fighters and random things, but never as much as RPGs. Those were my main games. Hmm. I've been mostly uh, first-person shooters, and I like the the more tactical it can be, the better. I feel like they don't make those very much anymore. Like the mm. not high realism in terms of like when you shoot somebody, you see the exact blood spatter, you know, spatter pattern on the wall or whatever. I'm not into like blood and gore or whatever, but the idea mm. that like one shot, one kill. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. if you hit him in the leg, uh, he could bleed out, that kind of thing. America's Army was one I used to play. Uh, mm-hmm. I used to really mm-hmm. love the stealth kinds of games like that. Uh, the Splinter Cell mm-hmm. series, for example. Um, Did you ever play Metal Gear Solid? Never had a yeah, uh, comparison. Never had a console okay. to play it on. Gotcha. Yeah. PC Master Race. Nice. <laughs> yeah, but this is, this is interesting to me because I, I probably would never buy an Xbox. But if Xbox came to Apple TV uh, mm. and I could get like a bunch of their games for a month when I mm-hmm. feel like, oh, you know, I have some time. I'd like, you know, maybe maybe I've got a, a week off planned or whatever. Uh, I could totally see spending 20 bucks to have access. And Microsoft is is in a really good spot to do this because it was mentioned mm. in the article that Stadia, you have to pay the $10. You have to buy hardware up front mm-hmm. and then you have to buy the games that you want. Like Stadia comes with a couple games or whatever. Um Whereas with Microsoft, they don't have to worry about like, like Halo could naturally be included because they own Halo. They own Mm -hmm. a lot of Mm -hmm. games. Uh, uh, Whereas with Google, they're having to make uh, deals with people like Ubisoft and EA and all that. And I'm sure Microsoft will have to do that too. So the whole library won't be free. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I think they're going to be in a better position starting off. Mm -hmm. For sure. And they've also, I don't know exactly the technology side behind it but they've been you know they've had they've supported gamers for a long time through having their xbox and having to do online play and stuff and so they're they're already set up with like with infrastructure and buildings and everything that they've been doing that for a long time in and so i'd imagine that google would have to had to create those as opposed to Microsoft already having teams working on more the the technical aspects, the backend aspects. Yeah, and it seems like, I mean, Microsoft's in the perfect spot. The more that I think about this, Microsoft is in the perfect spot to completely run away with this because mm-hmm. they make DirectX. Like, so uh, if you do like remote desktop, RDP is one of the best mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. platforms that you can use because Microsoft is really smart about it where instead of with VNC, where like, it's basically just rendering like the computer is rendering screenshot after screenshot after screenshot of, of the screen and sending it as essentially a streaming video of the desktop to the, mm. to the, uh, to the client, uh, with RDP there, some of that is happening sometimes, but oftentimes what's happening is the, the machine is saying, put a button here and the client is saying is, is rendering out the button and putting the text in the button. Mm. And so, the the data that's being streamed is a lot more minimal because you're not just having to stream frame after frame after frame. You're mm-hmm. just streaming data mm-hmm. about the screen. Um, it seems like Microsoft is in the perfect spot to do this. Where, mm. I mean, especially with things like RTX happening now, the uh, real time ray tracing and all, where the there could be a custom build of a given game that does most of the rendering work and rather than sending individual frames is sending like 
pre-textured, lit, etc. polygons uh, to be rendered by the client machine. So the client machine is doing some amount of rendering, but nothing mm. nearly as as crazy or in-depth as uh, a native machine having to render the entire thing would be. Um, mm-hmm. Like, it seems like Microsoft could make like a little $200 box that, or, you know, maybe maybe it's a $100 box that is built to just uh, render uh, highly simplified versions of of the data fed to it by the by the main server kind of like rdp versus vnc hmm. and you bet the the customer would have to buy that box is that what you're suggesting like the the hundred dollar yeah, box would I, be owned by the customer it's just a game boy <laughs> that plays yeah, really well yeah <laughs> I guess, uh, yeah, there's there's a question there, like, could they get it to work on just like an iPad? I mean, potentially, but bringing over some kind of DirectX or having to build everything mm. in Apple's metal. But I, I don't know, it mm. could be worth it for them because if they can offer this for, say, half the half the data amount uh, mm-hmm. so that, you know, you, you still don't have to buy the $400 Xbox. Um, but if you have like a half decent computer or a half decent, you know, or an Apple TV uh, or a half decent Android tablet, like you can, you can play their games, um, even if your internet connection is only forty megabits per second or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. Other options, at least. So when you were sharing about uh, when you were talking about remote desktop, it made me think: um, Is there a future where? computing could all be done like this mm. i mean you know it i kind of already can be with remote desktop but um when just every app out there lives lives in toronto on the cloud and <laughs> um and you just pay so much a month to access ver- various apps and you never actually have to download anything to your machine and you can use all the apps on any device i guess that i mean you could uh, even they would they would probably have to change how a lot of the apps run or i mean i guess your device there could be maybe a new design concept that is like deviceless which maybe that's just anyway you would know better of course but i'm thinking you would have any app and on any screen that you own could connect just like we're playing video games on any monitor that connects to a Xbox controller, mm-hmm. um, can do any app that on any screen that will let you use a mouse or whatever, whatever input device that certain app needs touch or whatever. Do you think that could be in the future or do you think have people having all their stuff live off of their location would never, uh, would never fly? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I kind of would love to live in that world if it was affordable um, because mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of the stuff that I want to do with my computer, namely like the 3d stuff is stuff that it will probably never be feasible for me to just carry around a laptop that does that fast enough. Um, mm. At least not a, not a laptop that's conveniently sized. Like I could totally go get one of those 
crazy 17 inch machines with a 9900k and like a uh, an rtx 2080 ti and basically have to have it plugged in and mm. you know dim the lamps around me every time i do a render <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 a thing that i could do but like it would be way cooler to just have my ipad and a mouse and to connect to some off-site uh you know some some toronto cloud um windows or mac machine that's essentially you know the the new mac pro uh living up there in the cloud and i'm only paying for the the cycles that i actually like maybe i pay a fixed amount for the storage uh Hmm. a month and then the as far as the cpu and gpu usage that i only pay for what i use um and if it's stuff that i can do locally like I, i i'd like to think that maybe it would be a hybrid approach too where you know just doing something like uh writing something in word or whatever that's going to run locally on my device because you know why not Mm. uh Mm. but as soon as i kick open cinema 4d or blender there's some sort of a quasi rdp and and also this this idea of uh uh, of cleverly uh rendering DirectX objects on my screen uh remotely um I'd love to I'd love to think that we're going to get there, especially Hmm. it's especially seems possible with 5G. Whenever that actually does roll out, we we should be in a place where you can get 150 megabits per second on the run, uh, Hmm. you know, uh, using using a data connection. Uh, And when Hmm. we get there, I do think a lot of people are going to be wondering, like, why is my laptop so heavy? <laughs> why, why don't I just connect to a cloud computer? Why can't I just have something that's even more minimal in terms of hardware than than an iPad and get like thirty to forty hours of battery life, depending on how much power the radio takes? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is—is is this much different what what you're just describing than a virtual desktop? I think it's virtual desktop, but I've just started thinking that sounds a lot like that concept. Yeah, maybe more integrated, more seamlessly integrated. Yeah, and you can actually do this now with Amazon uh, yeah. Workspaces. Um, hmm. You can rent a uh, either a Linux or a Windows machine in the cloud. Uh, you get to choose where it is. It doesn't have to be Toronto. Um, I think last one I <laughs> used was in Kentucky. Um, I, I recommend doing Windows because it's RDP. And they even have a free tier if you just want to mess around with it. If you Google Amazon Workspaces, we'll put a link in the show notes. Uh, it's If you're on a decent connection with like 100 megabits down or even 50, uh, I remember I was actually at the Denver International Airport uh, and our flight got delayed. So I pulled out my iPad and I had a little mouse for it uh, that only works with like five VNC slash RDP apps on, on iOS. Uh, so I pulled out my iPad. I've got the smart cover and I connected to this little machine and I'm just, you know, hopping around doing web development. Um, I couldn't have, you know, watched a YouTube video or done anything 3D. Um, but, I, you know, web development it was totally fine for. Uh, and I'm just hmm. sitting there working on a Windows computer uh, in Kentucky uh, waiting at the Denver International Airport. So we're, we're getting there. It's just kind hmm. of prohibitively expensive. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, this is probably a good step in that direction, though. If we get video games working on there, then. Yep. Yeah, I mean, video games is is the hardest thing. Like, if we can get that working, Mm -hmm. we should be able to get anything else working. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, makes sense. Oh, cool. I feel like that's everything. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I can't think of a uniquely Christian approach to that, and I think that's okay. (laughs) Yeah. 
well, those Christians need to get out there and start making video games that could be streamed. We need our stories. Yeah. Stories of redemption. Yeah. I'm 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 kind of of a mind where maybe maybe one day I'll try to do that cuz Unreal and Unity are getting so easy to code in and now I'm mm-hmm. actually learning Python. Uh so maybe one day cuz I have the 3D background. Nice. Are you just thinking video game or like actually Christian video game? That was more joke but well i mean christian video game in the same sense that lord of the rings is christian Mm, mm, mm. where it communicates good ethics and good themes but it's not like at any at any point in time a character just sits down and says well the problem with your sword technique is that you don't understand the gospel (laughs) (laughs) but there also won't be any of what we talked about uh, I think our first video game topic was about maybe Grand Theft Auto or something where like oh, yeah. you just go out in the back alley and just beat a guy down and like really realistic beat yeah. down of an innocent person. Nothing. <laughs> You'll avoid those scenes as well. Nothing like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, well, if you watched E3 and there's anything you're excited about, or if you have any thoughts on the future of video games or streaming technology, uh, let us hear about it. Um, you can contact us in Slack. Uh, go to slack.techreformation.com to join. You can also find our past episodes uh, like the one that Tank just mentioned, where we talked about beating innocent people to death on a video game. Only I wasn't <laughs> there, so I don't know. That conversation sounds like it got out of hand. Anyway, you can find <laughs> all those by going to techreformation.com. And uh, this has been another episode of the Tech Reformation. Thank you for listening, and we will see you again next week. choice and I ain't looking back